This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, Woodbine CEO Jim Lawson joins us again on today's show as his Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks continue to go deep into their 2022 racing seasons, including tomorrow, where Woodbine will play host to the third leg of the Canadian Triple Crown, the $400,000 Breeders' Stakes. Meanwhile, stellar harness racing continues at the Campbellville Oval as Woodbine Mohawk Park rolls into October, a month that is highlighted by the Breeders' Crown, harness racing's riches, and most prestigious year-end divisional and provisional championship series on October the 28th and 29th. There's a lot of great horse racing action still to come at the two Woodbine tracks this racing season, and not only will Jim bring us up to speed on what we can look forward to, but also give us an update in the status of the integration of horse racing into the sports betting platforms. Also, and still talking about Woodbine Mohawk Park, well, friend of the show, COSA President Bill O'Donnell will join us today, and not only will Bill talk about last Saturday's stakes-filled card, then including the running of the $1 million Mohawk Million, but who better to assess the upcoming Breeders' Crown races later this month than a Hall of Fame driver that won over 5,700 races in his career and purse earnings of just over $100 million. A double Hall of Famer, the Magic Man, joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And we'll talk about what else? Harness racing and what's in store at Woodby Mohawk Park for the balance of the 2022 racing season. In addition, friend of the show, Ernie Perry will join us on today's edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And Ernie will certainly have his finger in the pulse when it comes to tomorrow's $400,000 breeder stakes. And Woodbine's head clocker, who is a pretty good handicapper in his own right, will not only analyze tomorrow's third leg of the Canadian Triple Crown, considered by many the most demanding at a distance of one and a half miles on the E.P. Taylor turf course, but will also look into some other the racing at Woodbine over the weekend, and particularly any that may have caught his eye during the morning's workouts because that's what he does and finally while he's back co-host larry simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gyms at woodbine woodbine mohawk park and some other north american tracks that are racing today with our ponies picks today as always sponsored by rocket ship racing it's going to be a great show you better get your hpi and dark horse accounts ready to go for some heavy duty action today when we come back my co-host larry simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news this is ponies 24 7 the Radio Magazine. Ponies 24-7. The Radio Magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park. Ontario Racing. And Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. 
Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All righty then, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And this Saturday, October the 1st, I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, Larry Simpson. And if Larry was coaching the Buffalo Bills last week, they wouldn't have run out of time. That's right, that's right. I, I would have had a stopwatch. Absolutely. Uh, it was quite a week in horse racing and a, quite a weekend for a friend of the show, Mike Smith, and his victory at the $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. No small feat at all. No, and we had him on the show last week, and he said he was looking forward to riding the two horses, uh, Adair Manor and uh, Taba. And he was hoping one of them would punch his ticket back to the Breeders' Cup. And guess what? He's uh, going back. He's going back because <laughs> uh, Taba was very impressive. And. Uh, you know, good for Mike. Uh, like he's he's a great guy, a good rider, and uh, it'll be great to see him back in in the uh, Breeders' Cup again. And I, I just I, I like his insight to the science and strategy to the racing. And for people listening, you don't just hop on the horse and open the gate and go. There's so much that goes into it that would rival any other sport when you're planning your strategy to win a race at that level. Well, I think the other thing with with Mike too is uh, he has the advantage. Like both uh, those horses were trained by Bob Baffert, and he probably has been on them in the morning working them out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we talked about with Mike last week about his success at Del Mar, and, and he had some good success riding. And a lot, uh, two or three of the horses that he won with were first-time starters for Bob Baffert that I'm sure he was working out in the morning, and these horses were coming out and, and, you know, winning quite impressively. So... But, uh, you know, Mike's, Mike's been around the game a long time, and, uh, you know, he, he made a point that he really wanted to go back to the Breeders' Cup this year, and, and uh, it looks like he's going. Yeah, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It's going to be an incredible Sunday at Woodbine. Uh, the Breeders' Stakes, the weather looks perfect, the conditions are perfect, that turf course, again, one of the best in the whole world right now. Yes, and we've we've talked about it, uh, you know, on the show before that, uh, you know, there's a there's a reason why there hasn't been a triple crown winner in in Canada uh, for probably twenty or so years, and when Wando was the last one to do mm, it, mm. and it's because it's a it's a grueling triple crown that we have. Like it starts a, it starts on a synthetic surface with the Queen's Plate, then it goes to dirt, and which was Fort, muddy dirt this which year, which was muddy dirt at Fort Erie. And then uh, tomorrow you've got the breeder stakes, and you've got a lot of these horses. It, it's on the grass. It's on the E.P. Taylor turf course. It's a mile and a half. That's the thing That's right the, there. The, yeah. So, and then a lot of times you've got these horses that have never been on the turf before except maybe for a workout. Or never done a mile and a half. Or never done a mile and a half. And that's what uh, separates the, uh, you could say, the men from the boys in, in, in horsedom, you know. Or so, the champions from the also-rans. That's right. 
Well, as always, thrilled to be joined by Woodbine Entertainment CEO Jim Lawson of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, as the racing seasons at both Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park reaching, pardon the pun, the home stretch with the weekend highlighted by the $400,000 Breeders' Stakes, the final leg of the Canadian Triple Crown, and last week, an unbelievable handle at Woodbine Mohawk Park with over $3.9 million. Jim, as always, welcome back to the show. Nice to be on, and yeah, it 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 does feel like the home stretch a little bit, but it's uh, it's going to still be exciting for <laughs> as most stretch runs are. Before we get to the Breeder Stakes, I mean, three point nine plus million handle for last weekend at Woodbine Mohawk Park. That's got to make you feel pretty happy. Yeah, it was it was a a really great night, and it, and it just shows you what you can do when you can put on quality racing. Uh, it, it it attracted the. Uh, a lot of people, first of all, to to Mohawk, but uh, the online wagering was great both uh, in Canada and in the United States. So a big night, and uh, and credit to our racing team for putting together such a great card. And it was a plethora of stakes oh. races, you could say, right? And uh, was there one horse that was really impressed you on the card last week? Well, I mean... <laughs> I'll say, oh well. I mean, <laughs> it, uh, of course, he uh, that that's that's a tough field in in the in the Mohawk Million, and it really is is become a signature event. I hope we can keep it going, but uh, he just wasn't going to be caught in the stretch, and uh, I thought that was just sensational. So it was uh, it, it it topped off a, a great night, as you say, of just a, a series of of, of great stakes races that night. Well, Jim, we have noticed a real buzz in the industry over the last two weeks in the build-up to the big race Sunday, the E.P. Taylor stakes and uh, everything happening at Woodbine on the turf course. Um, it, it's an exciting time. That turf course is world-renowned and the big race on Sunday, um, man, it's it's going to be special. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice that we have a, uh, a good field. I mean, nine horses for that Stakes race uh, that time of year is good, and, I, and, and it, it, it it probably speaks to the fact that uh, we've we've given the horses just that extra time to get ready, as opposed to when the breeders used to be run. It was always uh, touch and go. But uh, I was looking at the entries this morning, and a, a lot of them, majority of them, were very lightly raced, if not raced uh, or not raced at all, as two year olds and. Uh, they would have had trouble getting ready if this race was a couple of months ago. So it's um, it, it's it's great to see uh, a nine horse field for that race, and uh, it, it should be fun. The turf course, uh, you know, is is really in good shape this year. And again, uh, I keep complimenting our team, but I think the Woodbine team, uh, racing team, facilities teams does such a great job, and and don't get enough credit. And you didn't get Moira for the breeders, but if there's any silver lining, there's a chance you're, uh, people are going to see her in the E.P. Taylor the week after, correct? It's sure feeling that way. Uh, I, I haven't uh, officially checked in on it of late, but uh, I, I don't think there, I'm not, I think I would have heard otherwise if there were plans to uh, ship down to Keeneland. Uh, she's she's due to run. She's in good shape. Uh, she's been She's been working well. And I think they're priming her now for this race, and uh, it won't be an easy field for her when you when you when a three year old filly uh, takes on uh, older mares. But uh, it's um, it, it's looking like that'll happen, and that will be a great event for us, uh, of course, uh, with if with Moira's in. 
Speaking with Woodbine Entertainment CEO Jim Lawson of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, and uh, just a little while ago, Woodbine announcing a 10% purse increase for all overnight races, effective October 13th, and the starters bonus rising from $400 to $500. So that's good for the racing industry and good for Woodbine overall, as far as I see it, Jim. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, it was initiated by our, our horse racing department and looking at the numbers where we were relative to our, our, our planned budget on purses this year. And, and one thing that's happened, uh, and, and this is, <laughs> until you get into the details, guys, this is hard to understand, but when we're off and running a couple of less races uh, on a weekend, as we have this year, largely to do with horse supply, and we're and we're running less allowance races. Uh, you'll see from our cards uh, just because of the horse supply. We're running a lot of maiden races uh, and lower claiming races, so we just don't have that depth in the allowance races. And what what that does it affects our purse budget. Um, we're we're not able or we're not spending as much money on purses as as we budgeted for, and we have to budget for allowance races. So. We um, we looked at our budget at the end of August and said, "Hey, we can we can give more money to the horse people. It will uh, it will be good for them, obviously, and and uh, and good for us. And that uh, hopefully it will will keep horse people local and fill fields and and potentially attract some horses too. Um, so uh, it, it it was a good move. I've talked to a number of trainers actually when the announcement came out, and and they were very thankful and excited about it. So uh, it's uh, it it uh, let's hope it it uh, it draws uh, good fields for the balance of the meet. Okay, all right. Let's let's talk a little bit about the business and and woodbine and that. In August, you opened the Stella Artois patio. And I guess one of the purposes of that was to introduce horse racing to a to a younger demographic. Have you seen a new demographic coming into uh, into Woodbine now, Jim? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, I've seen you two guys there. I don't know whether you qualify or not, but <laughs> no. uh, for the demographic, I'll, I'll let you answer that one. But you've been there and you've seen it uh, firsthand, and it, there's no question we are generally selling out uh, the Stellar Artois patio. We had a, a, we've had a couple of uh, cool days lately, and <laughs> it's been a little frigid out there. Some people have braved it, but on a, on a nice uh, afternoon or evening, there's nothing better, and the food is tremendous, and it has definitely drawn a new crowd. It's, it's fun out there, and it's a, it's a happening spot, and I think it's, as the word spreads that how good it is, it's just going to get more popular going into next year. I think we're going to close it around the middle of October, um, but really excited uh, of the implications for it for next year to attract that new demographic to Woodbine. Well, Jim, and all joking aside, it's it's to me it's a game changer in sports entertainment of the GTHA, but how you consume the sports, your, your ability to have members of the staff walking rig up to you to make the bets on the spot. It's so user-friendly that the sight lines, I mean, everything about it just screams five star all around yeah and, and and jim that's the feedback we've 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 had that people love the experience and uh it it, it should our intention was that uh, we need to build that new uh demographic as you said and and it's happening and it's it's exciting for racing so uh um, good, good on us for doing it, and, and thank you to our our friends at Labasse and Stella Artois for making it all possible. 
So next year, Jim, it will open, what, depending on the elements? It may, may be May, it, may, it could be April, when opening day, or, or what? Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I, I would hope it open, it's open for opening day, but, uh, of course, the weather, is, uh, the weather will dictate how many people uh, take us up on that. But uh, we'll, we'll see. It's, um, it, it, it's certainly going to be a plus for us next year. Uh, sports betting is not just a uh, reality in Ontario now, Jim. It's an all-consuming reality. No matter what sport you're watching, you're inundated with ads and everything going on with it. So a lot of people wondering, what's the status with Woodbine and sports betting and horse racing going into the end of this year and into next year? Well, there's there's two aspects to the sports betting as it relates to horse racing. Uh, number one is the, is the digital online. We, we never expected that we will be would be digital online operators of uh, horse racing online uh, for sports betting. But we always contemplated, uh, as did I think the federal government, uh, when we backed horse racing out of the sports betting legislation, that these sports betting operators that you're hearing so much from on those advertisements and, and is that, that we would be able to put our horse racing content on uh, their apps, and we're still working through the final stages uh, with the provincial government now. The federal regulator is fine. It's consistent with the criminal code, so we're very much expecting that in the near term, uh, you will be able to go on those sports betting apps and seamlessly find horse racing content uh, to wager on. It's, it's taken a long time, uh, but it'll be worth, worth the wait for us and the consumer. The second aspect is the bricks and mortar, and again, uh, we've been frustrated. Uh, we uh, have made the case many times that uh, Woodbine Entertainment has the top locations, both at Woodbine, Mohawk, uh, Greenwood, Weggs, those in particular locations we control. We would like to put a sports book, a sports lounge there that would take uh, uh, sportsbook bets. Uh, we're the logical people to do it. We've been in the sports betting industry for decades. We're heavily regulated. Those sites are all regulated. And uh, we're trying to work through that right now with the OLG and the provincial government to say, hey, this is our business. We're in the sports betting business. The demographic for sports betting and horse racing is the same Right now, I think you're starting to see across the province the sports betting kiosk going into casinos, but that's not the answer. The answer is let horse give horse racing a chance, support horse racing. We'll do it better than anyone, and uh, we're hoping we find our way to being able to offer some sports betting lounges uh, in the racetracks and possibly uh, in, in some of our premium champions lounge sites uh, in the near term. What kind of feedback do you get from the OLG in the province that why it's taking so long to allow these sports books? It seems like a no-brainer to me, Jim. Yeah, it certainly does to us. It's it's entirely logical. I think the uh, uh, if I had to uh, say, I think it has something to do with the regulatory framework that uh, was originally set up uh, with the casinos. Having said that, um, if there's a will, there's a way. We've got, to, I, I believe we've got OLG on, on side to help us. So certainly the regulator knows us and we have a great relationship with them. And from a financial standpoint, it would be good for the province, good for the taxpayers, and good in particular for the consumers. And 
all the while, we as an industry are still, and Woodbine is still getting some subsidy from the, the provincial government. And this is a way to let us do a business that we know well. Uh, we're a nonprofit that's going to pour the money back into the industry, and it's just entirely logical that uh, uh, Woodbine has an opportunity to to host sports books. And we're happy to partner with any of those sports betting operators that there are today, or potentially casino operators. So uh, let let's hope we we come to the common sense solution on this and and get it done. And a product that you had kind of backburnered over the last year or so was instant racing. Uh, is there any news on it, or if you're getting closer to getting the sports uh, betting uh, model sorted out and the integration, will we maybe see you start working towards getting instant racing here? I'd like to start working towards it, but again, there's just no initiative uh, or impetus to get it done either provincially uh, federally, it, it, it's likely to take a criminal code amendment. I think there's a way to do it provincially, but we're just not getting the support. Historical horse racing would be a great revenue generator. It should go to the horse racing community. Quite frankly, uh, you know, guys, we're having trouble competing when you see what Kentucky mm-hmm. Downs is doing with That's all right. the historical horse racing machine. We're competing directly with those. It affected... Uh, it affected our fields for the Natalma and the Summer Stakes and, and the Woodbine Mile, and uh, largely because slot money or, or historical horse racing money at Kentucky Downs, they're paying $180,000 for maiden races and many yes. half a million and million-dollar races all on the grass, and we're having trouble competing, and it's related to historical horse racing. There's no reason it shouldn't be offered in Ontario. Uh, we're ready to do it, but it, uh, you know, I, I, I think, as I say many times, we'll probably look back 10, 15 years from now and we'll have historical horse racing and say, why couldn't we have done it from day one, like <laughs> many, many years ago? It, it's one of those things that you just say, wow, this was so logical, so simple to do, but uh, we're just not getting the support to, to, to put historical horse racing. We, we've, we've been blocked for, for reasons I don't understand. Jim, I think a lot of people listening right now, Larry and I are listening, but a lot of the listeners, listen to someone like you with your experience and depth of knowledge to the industry, to the sport, and wonder, why do you have to run through so many hoops and so many mountains of red tape to get anything done? Is it always like this, or is there more than normal when it comes to your industry and horse racing? Well, uh, I, I'm only familiar with it. I I, <laughs> I practiced law and investment for many years, and I've I've until I until I took the reins uh, at Woodbine, I've never experienced anything like this. It's really really frustrating, and I know the premier and the premier is very supportive. He does not like red tape, but I can tell you that's all I've seen <laughs> is red tape uh, since I took over the helm at Woodbine in 2015. It's extremely extremely frustrating and um i don't know what it's like in other business i'm sure heavily regulated businesses such as ours uh do uh, and understandably uh, uh have a lot of red tape having said that um matters like historical horse racing and being able to put our content uh, on uh, with these sports betting operators just is is entirely logical and consistent 
and uh, and consistent with the criminal code. And, and so I, I'm not understanding why it's taking so long. We should be able to do it. And um, let's hope that we get it done quickly. But it, it it's sure taken a long time. No kidding. Jim, is always an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you as always for your insight. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk down the road, my friend. Thanks, guys. Same to you. Enjoy. Will do. When we come back, friend of the show, Bill O'Donnell, will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bread, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, Hall of Fame harness driver and president of COSA, and of course, friend of the show, Bill O'Donnell, joining us again today. And who better to talk about the current Woodbine Mohawk Park racing season than Bill, including the tremendous month of September racing that culminated with a stakes-filled card last week, including the Mohawk Million Trot for two-year-olds. Bill, as always, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Well, it's good for harness racing fans and a September to remember, including the Mohawk Million. It's been a great month for the sport. It has so. This is uh, our showcase month, and uh, for this year, we have the Breeders' Count, too, next month, so it's a double showcase month, right? We have two of them, so it's absolutely. Be great, uh, All right, let's talk about the, the Breeders' Crown. You drove in it. As a, as a driver, is that something that you looked forward to, the Breeders' Crown? Was it like the Super Bowl of uh, harness racing? It is, you know, especially if, if you've been racing the horse all year and kind of pointing them keeping them fresh and, and trying to keep them healthy until the end of the year. It's a, it's a big uh, feather in a horse's hat to be able to win a race like that, too, right? And I think for the driver as well, it's one thing you want on your resume. Yeah, well, it doesn't hurt, for sure. Anytime <laughs> you win big races, they get noticed, I guess. A lot of people have been talking, Bill, about the quality of racing this summer and fall at Mohawk. Um, why has it been so good, and why has it been noted by so many people, the quality this year? Well, I think it's, it's competitive fields, big fields. Uh, have a, Tony O'Sullivan, our race secretary, he's he's put together some pop-up series of Ian along with Bill McClinty. And it's, it's really uh, 
it's folded really well for us. And uh, they're, they're very competitive horses. And that's, that's the whole key is, you know, have a betting product that's uh, competitive. And, it, and it's been reflected, Bill, in, in basically the mutual handle, hasn't it? Absolutely. You know, on Tuesday nights when we first went back to racing on Tuesdays, I remember David Wilmot said, we'll try it, and if we handle it, we have to handle a million a night. And we were just borderline there for the first year or so. And now, on a Tuesday night, it's nothing to see them betting $1.7 million. Why is that, you think, Bill? Well, the product, I guess. It's got to be the product. People love it. People from all over, you know, both countries, United States and Canada, you know, tell me they just love to bet on Mohawk racing. It's a big track, and uh, seven eighths, you know, versus a mile track, a little bit different strategy. But the racing starts at the five eighths pole, really. They start racing from there to the wire. It's a, it's a long ways to go, and a lot of lead changes, a lot of uh, heartbreak lane, really, for a lot of them, and the other ones that, that really complement them. And, like, you guys are coming off pretty much what was the uh, September steak season, you could say it, right, at at, uh, at Mohawk. Now, I guess the highlight was obviously last Saturday with the uh, the Metro and the uh, the Mohawk Million, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this last weekend, yes. And it's uh, the Mohawk Million, it's, uh, it's gone well, you know, the couple of years that we've had it. And uh, so it's uh, it's doing well. It's, it's really... Uh, well-received by the owners and breeders and trainers, drivers, everybody. And the fans like it, too, don't they? They seem to. Yeah, they seem to. They they, uh, they conjure together for it anyway, <laughs> and they bet good on that night. So, How has the racing and the quality and the success been at other harness racing tracks around the province, Bill? Well, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, there's a horse shortage all over North America, and it's, uh, it's tough to keep... Uh, you know, keep enough horses around to race the number of races that they'd like to race. But it's uh, it's going well. All right. I, I want to go back to the Breeders' Crown because it's a pretty significant uh, series of races and that. Uh, what makes it such a significant event for harness racing? And usually, isn't it the horse of the year will pretty much come out of, you know, one of the Breeders' uh, Crown races? Most of the Breeders' Crowns, yeah, they, I would say the majority of them will be, uh, uh, they'll be horse of the year or, or for their division, like, you know, horse of, the, of their division. Uh, it's, it's, it's all, you know, there's 12 races, so you, you, it's really showcasing every great horse there is, and it's, you can supplement to it now, so, uh, you know, if someone has a horse that's not eligible when you make the payments as yearlings, they can, you know, they can catch up for a significant amount of money, but that's their choice, right? And it gives them a chance to uh, to compete against those horses. On on those uh, kind of events with that many races, realistically, how many races can a driver take part in and be competitive and have a chance to win? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 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 The more the mer- the more the merrier. What's yeah. the most you've had on a Breeders' Crown night? Uh, you know what? I couldn't even tell you that, but uh, probably. The, on, on a eight race program, say if they have eight breeders crowns, probably six. Well, probably. well, that's impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you participated in the breeders crown a few years, didn't you? Oh yeah, for from the first year of '84. Yeah, right straight through until probably the last one I was in. I can't even remember when. Probably around 2000, maybe or 
around there. Yeah. Talk about uh, how was your success in the Breeders' Crown? I won 12 or 13 of them. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. But, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I drove in probably, I think I think I saw a number 70-some maybe that mm. I drove in. But uh, wait a sec, you win 12 or 13 out of 70 at an event with that kind of level, that kind of horses, that kind of driver's belt. That, don't, don't sell yourself short. That's pretty good. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to win more, but that's the way it is, right? So uh, when, when you're a driver and you're in a race like that and you, you have so many races and you've been there, done that, you, you're so calm, cool, and collected, when does the switch go off when it's go time and you're dialed in? When you get... At the starting gate, when it starts, when does it become this is real? I think when the starter calls you to the gate, I think all the jitters and nerves and thinking and everything goes out of the goes out of your mind, and it's just you got to play it by ear. Then I think, for me anyway. Hmm. What is there a significant Breeders' Crown race bill that you won that you still remember now, or they all rated the same? Or well, I think. I think they were, yeah, they're all, you know, pretty important. Uh, the Troublemaker race, uh, that was the first one I won that uh, was out in Edmonton, and uh, he ended up uh, on the road was in there, and he was kind of the horse that year, and, and uh, Guts was in there. There were some good horses in there. Big field. There was a couple trailers, too, and uh, I think it was like a 10-horse field or something he won. And he was just coming into his own, and he, he ended up the year really well. But he didn't. He wasn't horse of the year or three year old of the year. But uh, he uh, he did well, really well the last five six starts there. Did you ever have one of your Breeders' Crowns victories where on a horse or a race that you didn't think was going to win, but it came out of nowhere and you end up winning? He was one. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was one. Yeah. Oh, there's a few of them that you know you'd be third or fourth choice maybe and uh, just get lucky and end up winning. And. I've had them that were favored, and I thought would win, and didn't win too, right? That's the sport, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why they race them, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to go back now to uh, to Mohawk, and it, it's it, you know we we started the show off saying it's been a pretty significant year for Mohawk. Uh, yourself personally, if you could pinpoint one race or one performance by a horse or a driver that uh, so far to date at at Woodby Mohawk Park, what would it be? I think Bulldog Hanover. When it, the last time he was up there and won the Canadian Pacing Derby, I think that was a remarkable race. And not that, that was his only one. His last, well, it, it, all of his races really win, lose, or draw. I mean, he's been uh, he's been quite a horse to watch, really. Bill, it's amazing you say that because I don't know how many times yeah. like, that Larry has talked about and we've had guests on, and Bulldog Hanover, time and time again, is brought up by people and all of our guests and all of our shows. Yeah. Oh, he's he's, re- he's phenomenal, really. He's uh, he's racing tomorrow night at, at Dayton down in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And uh, he his last start at uh, Hoosier Park there last weekend, I think that was the most impressive one, really, of his, of his career. Jeez. Yeah. What is it that makes him so great, do you think, Bill? I, you know, he just floats over the ground. He's such a big, strong horse, and it uh, doesn't seem to matter what kind of trip he gets. At the end of the mile, he's just pulling away from them, and, and he's not beating a, a cheap bunch of horses. I mean, those horses behind him, they're they're real horses. You know, they could do anywhere in, the, in North America to race, right, in, in the top classes. So 
it's really something. I mean, is it horse of the year in North America? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I think that's my opinion, but I don't get to vote on that. But anyway, it's uh, <laughs> the harness riders. But, you know, they all watch the races, too, I'm sure. So or they've heard about them if they haven't seen them. So yeah. it's easy to see them anymore, too. It's not like the old days where you, you had to pick up the horse from the fair world or the harness horse and, and uh, you know, read the results. You can turn on your TV mm-hmm. or your HBI or your RTN or, and, or live stream from racetracks to get to see them race, right? How would you rank Bulldog Hanover with some of the past great horses? Well, I think the greatest horse I ever saw, other other than Annihilator, I raced him, so I'm a little partial to him anyway. But uh, I think some beat some week, some beat somewhere was the most talented horse I ever saw. Niatras, uh, Cam Fella, I would say that he's as good as any of them. Really. That's that's pretty impressive. Bill, always a pleasure having you on. Uh, great work this year. Thank for everything you do with COSA, and we'll talk down the road. Okay, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Larry, it's unbelievable how many times Bulldog Hanover is brought up uh, without even prompting when you bring up a great standard bred horse this year. It's time and time again, Bulldog Hanover. Well, I think we're going to change the name of the show to the Bulldog Hanover Hour. What, he just put it in the same class as uh, some beach somewhere, and I don't think he's out of line at all. And Nihilator and Niatros and Camfella, these were some of the big horses that I grew up watching in that, and, and they were considered icons. And, uh, yeah. The, uh, the, and he described, well, I think we've had three different guests use the same description for Bulldog Hanover style, almost floating on the track and mm-hmm. a big horse and pulling away at ease whenever he wants to. It's... It's pretty impressive that all these guests from all these different, uh, you know, parts of the industry keep bringing up Bulldog Hanover time and time again. Exactly, and uh, you know, like Bill said, like uh, he's he's been around for a while, and and uh, uh, but this horse it doesn't matter that uh, you know somehow the switch went on with this horse the last year or so, and and he went from a, a good horse to a great horse to you know maybe one of the best ever right? exactly and, like a like icon yeah and and like bill says like he's he's a very handy horse and you know I, I he's braced off of you know a couple of weeks layoff and he's come out and he's won at you know top performance level and that so yeah he's uh you know i think bill's right on that this horse could be horse of the year bulldog hanover remember it after the break when we come back ernie perry will join us on ponies 24 7 the radio magazine we will be right back stay tuned ponies 24 7 the radio magazine brought to you by woodbine woodbine mohawk park ontario racing and rocket ship racing listen live at 1059 theregion.com live in ontario ever dreamt about owning a racehorse you need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. 
Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, Woodbine Clocker, Ernie Peary, joining us today to talk more about tomorrow's breeder stakes and some other thoroughbred action at Woodbine over the weekend. Ernie, as always, welcome to the show. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Uh, we're getting down, winding down the season, but uh, fields are starting to get big. A lot of guys are entering, looking for some winter money, so good times to come out and bet some ponies at Woodbine. Well, especially Sunday, the Breeders' Stakes, uh, nine horses enter including Duke of Love. A lot of people liking Duke of Love. Who do you have your eye on? Yeah, so obviously Duke of Love uh, is going to take a lot of money, and the horse just won the Prince of Wales, the second jewel, albeit that was on the third in mud. Um, you know, I like Black Macaza for a bit of a price. Uh, that one ran really well before the Toronto Cup. And the Toronto Cup was an open race, so that faced a little tougher horses like uh, Church Town and Dave Tripper. And this one was closing quite fast now gets an extra half mile to work and uh, All the Dreams has been a nice horse too as of late and trained well last time so we would uh, use All the Dreams and Lac Macaza. Hmm. But it's not an easy race to win is it Ernie because of the uh, A the, the distance and, and, and B it's on the turf and, and C a lot of times these horses are making their first start on the turf correct? Absolutely and uh, I can't tell you that if any have gone a mile and a half to be honest so Yes, the distance is a big question. Um, that's where, you know, if you're a pedigree geek, you look at some uh, breeding, you can find some information on that, you know, how the sire and the father and the mother liked it, how far they ran and what distances they ran at. So that's getting a little more detailed, but that definitely could help you in a race like this. Uh, the weather's perfect for the race. The conditions are great. So how much is the jockey playing a, a, a point of emphasis when you're making a pick or someone making their own picks? Yeah, the weather is perfect. Um, thank goodness, you know, no rain for the last three, four days, so that held out. And uh, we do have a long stretch, so there's a lot of room. Um, I wouldn't say a lot of room for air, but it is a big expanse of turf course. But obviously the riders, uh, uh, you know, it's going to become a rider's race down the stretch. So, uh, But all the top riders are in the race, so it's, it's, it's pretty even. So is it the distance? It's always been a difficult race to win, as we know, because there hasn't been a uh, Triple Crown winner since uh, uh, Wando, right, back in the early 2000s. So is it a difficult race to win because of the fact that a lot of these horses are racing on the turf for the first time, or it's the mile-and-a-half distance? Or is it is it the turf course because it you know some of the past races have been run over like a heavy or a good or a, a, you know uh, not a not a very firm turf course. You think it's it's all of the all of the above? Yeah, I would say that. Plus, I mean, we're getting late in the season. Like I said, it, uh, especially this year. Usually, we have this race a lot earlier, but due to COVID, uh, it's been later in the season. So now you're looking at October, where before I believe it was August. So. A lot of horses have a lot of miles on them, um, and that could be, you know, a bit of a detriment. So 
look at a horse that might be coming into this race fresh. And by that, I mean, you know, has a race much this year because they are going to go pretty long uh, of a distance. A lot of horses that have ran a lot of times might uh, just not be in peak, peak condition. Is this why uh, monitoring and tracking workouts for a race like this is important because of the distance you mentioned, Ernie? It is, but normally they'll go work just about five-eighths. But if they do it with ease, obviously, a lot of the work are just maintenance works right now. Uh, so as long as you don't see any fatigue in the works and they gallop out well past the wire, that's all you can really look at at this time. Okay, well, speaking about workouts, uh, Ernie, we're going to put you on on a workout program. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we got uh, we have Saturdays. <laughs> we have Saturdays today's card to uh to look at. Uh who do you like on the, on the Saturday card today? Um well, if you look at the clock report, I went to race number 7, a first time starter. Um I usually put out a couple of horses a day uh in the program. First time starters have obviously been my specialty. Uh, you know, the public can't see the words. All they see is a time beside the, you know, name of the horse. But I try to give some more details. So in this race, I'm with number eight, Silent Sky, for Kevin Attard. This one's been training really well. Now, unfortunately, it's going to run into a horse that I had in the clock report last time, Catchy Name, that finished third in the stake race. So, you know, that one's going to be tough. At the end of the day, you have to look at the form of the horse and who the horse is run against. So... I would use Catchy Name and Silent Sky, both Kevin Attard horses, in a possible exact end this race. Are there any other races on Sunday other than the big one you're looking at as well? Yeah, I really like, um, there's a great fantastic race on Sunday, uh, the sixth race. It's for made in two olds. Again, a lot of options, a lot of first-time starters. I'm going to go with uh, number four, King Elvis, for Hall of Famer Roger Atfield. Like the last work out of the gate, worked with a nice horse called Ombre. Very, very classy, tough older horse. So, for this two year old to keep up with that one is a good sign. It's had a variety of different uh, partners. So, there's a lot of options in there, but I hope to get the price on number four, King Ellis in the sixth. And in race nine, the Breeders, I'm going to stick to Hall of Dreams, but I'll back it up by an exacto with Black Macassar. I noticed you didn't say Duke of Lover, sir, for sure. I mean, a lot of people are liking them. You just, you're just not sold on them for this race? I'm just looking at a price. I think uh, Duke of Love is going to take a lot of money. Mm. Um, and I think the little break that Hall of Dreams had didn't, didn't go to the uh, Prince of Wales. So um, has been working well, just did not go to the Prince of Wales. Just a little fresher. And uh, I think it's going to just love this trip course in the distance. So... Um, that's where I'm going to head. Number three. Interesting. Okay. When you're handicapping, Ernie, uh, do you put in any uh, consideration to, you know, back-to-back workouts, you know, workouts at the same distance and they're like one-fifth or two-fifths uh, a second apart type of thing? Well, like I said, I, it's more of um, not so much the time of the workouts, excuse me, as opposed to, uh, you know, how they did it, though. Obviously, how the dreams worked in 105 on the turf and then worked in a minute and one. So, you know, that day the dogs were out on the turf, meaning they're not right on the rail and there's pylons and they have to work around the pylons. So it was just a easy move to get out there, but the work after sort of set down in a minute and one. So just looking at how the horse travels is 
actually even more important than times. Do you ever sit there doing your job and go, wait a sec, they're paying me to do this? Because obviously there's <laughs> it, a passion for you, Ernie. It's unbelievable. I, you know, people ask me what you do for a living, and I say I time racehorses, and they <laughs> fall off their chair. You, you actually get paid for that? I said, I sure do, and I'm happy with the pay. And uh, <laughs> listen, I, like I said, I time racehorses for a living. I'm not uh, curing any diseases. I'm not uh, making any political statements. Uh, I have quite a fun job. Yeah. You certainly do. Yeah, you've yeah. you've obviously watched a lot of races in your time as a clocker, and probably even before that as a fan at uh, at Woodbine. Is there one race or one horse's performance that has still resonates in your mind to this day? I'm uh, just a big fan of Dan Smartly. Mm. I mean, that's what's really attracted me to the races. Um, I grew up in those days of the dance of the Samson Farm and. Uh, Kinghaven Farms as Vestia with approval. You know, I'm throwing out some names. Not not too old, but <laughs> to me that was when, you know, to me that put Canada on the map. Chief Bearheart, um, those types of races when we went down to the U.S. and, you know, we, we held our own and we did very well. So that's what made me get excited about racing, but uh has to be danced smartly in the Triple Crown uh, win, but most, mostly her Breeders' Cup uh, Philly and Mare win. It's probably one of my favorite races. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up, Ernie, because maybe a lot of listeners don't realize. I mean, back then that was a big deal for I mean, because it wasn't as global races like that, and for a Canadian horse to go down there and win at that level, it was a massive story. Absolutely massive. Uh, you know, you're liking it to. You know, we have Team Canada now going into the World Cup in soccer. So yeah, it's not often that it happens, but when it does. Uh, you know, I'm a homer, I'm, I'm proud to be Canadian, and uh, absolutely love it. Ernie, as always, a pleasure having you on. Enjoy the weekend races, and we'll talk to you down the road, my friend. Okay, my pleasure. All the best. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. After the break, Larry Simpson will look at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's coveted Ponies Picks today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing, Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We will be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. 
Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Okay, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his much-anticipated Ponies Picks of the Day, as always, sponsored by our good friends at Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thanks, Jim. Let's start at uh, Woodbine. They have a uh, 10-race card uh, there today, including the $125,000 Duchess Stakes. Uh, uh, race 10, though, is a seven-furlong turf event for an optional claimer for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up, with a purse of $101,200. Uh, number two, Lady Wears the Ring makes her fourth lifetime start. Uh, her first lifetime start was a real smasher, a wire-to-wire performance at a mile on the turf where she won by five lengths in an 82 buyer rating. Uh, from that race, uh, trainer Gail Cox entered Lady Wears the Ring in the grade three Colleen Stakes at Woodbine, also at a mile on the turf, where she finished another good third, beating only three quarters of a length. On September 3rd, Lady Wears the Ring was a heavy favorite in a race similar to today's class and basically stopped after making a bid for the lead and finished a well-beaten eighth. In a performance that she probably could be referred to as a bouncing uh, effect, <laughs> you know, after the, yeah, after the, you know, previous two good races, sometimes the horse's form will change. It took right, the races, yeah. So they call it a bounce. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's what happened uh, in that uh, September third race. But since then, uh, Lady Wears the Ring has worked uh, twice at four furlongs, including a bullet forty-seven and four breezing work on September fifteenth. So she looks to be in pretty good order, probably over the bounce now. And I like the fact that jockey Justin Stein is back in the saddle oh, again yeah. today. Justin, yeah. And uh, trainer uh, Gail Cox and and Justin have pretty good uh, numbers together. So. Uh, this horse is uh, eight to one in the morning line. I'd love to get odds close to that, especially when it was a beaten favorite last time. Uh, so Woodbine race ten, number two, Lady wears the ring. I like that pick. Next, yep. okay, Churchill Downs has an eleven race card today, which includes the running of the Grade Two Lucas Classic, which is a half a million dollar race, and it features uh, Kentucky Derby winner Rich Strike and Hot Rod Charlie from the Kentucky Derby Trail uh, two years ago, or last year, I should say. So, hmm. But uh, race eight is an allowance event for three-year-olds and up with a purse of $127,000. Uh, the number one horse, Tapu, has been a picture of uh, consistency since he debuted at Fairgrounds uh, uh, back in February. Uh, when he, uh, and Although he was off the board, he finished sixth in that race. He's done nothing but improve since that race. Uh, uh, since that February 9th start, Tapu has finished third twice, second twice. He broke his maiden two races back. And uh, all six lifetime starts, his buyers have increased as, as the, uh, the uh, racing season have gone on. 
Uh, his last start, uh, he finished second, beating a neck. It was actually his best buyer race, his best race to date. He gets a, ta- a jockey change to Tyler Gaffleoni today. And since that last race on August uh, 13th, Tepu shows four works with two most recent at five furlong breezes. Um, he stretches out to a mile and uh, an eighth today. And he should, this should only help this horse. He's bred by Tappet, uh, which is distance. And I believe that he's got a great chance to win the second lifetime start today. So Churchill Downs, race eight, number one, Tepu. Excellent. Next. Well, they're back at Santa Anita. Oh. Yeah, Santa Anita's back for their fall meet, and they feature a 10-race card today. And uh, race five is the grade two City of Hope Stakes. It's one mile on the turf uh, for three-year-olds and up, purse of $200,000. It's a short field of six that go to post, and it looks to me that this stakes race goes through number three, Beyond Brilliant, who on paper looks to be the controlling speed of uh, this race. Uh, Two races back, Beyond Brilliant went wire to wire in the Grade 2 Whittingham Stakes. And in his last race on July 31st at Delmar in the Grade 2 Eddie Reed uh, Stakes, he basically got fried on the front end with a couple of other horses, uh, peppering him all the way along. And actually, they went the first six furlongs in 110 flat, and that was a mile and an eighth race. You're in 110 flat. Like, that's a pretty good stakes time in there. So it doesn't look like the it's same thing's going to happen today. Is Beyond Brilliant looks to have basically the front to himself, and uh, should be the controlling speed. He's worked five times since his last race in July, including four good five furlong works, it's been, and this horse has been known to race well off a layoff. So Santa Anita, race five, number three, beyond brilliant. Excellent. And finally? Finally, we got Woodbine Mohawk Park. They have 11 race card t- tonight with several Ontario Sire Stakes grassroot finals. Uh, race 11, though, is a one-mile pace for a purse of $22,000. Number six, Ideal Perception, looks to be coming around with two third-place finishes in his last two starts. Last week at today's class, he had the seven-hole, closed well to only lose by a length. The week before that, he was third, race-timed in 149-3 and three in the last quarter in 26-2. and two. So I think if Ideal Perfection runs back to either of those two races, he should have a great shot at winning tonight. Plus, driver James McDonald, that's some guy that wins a lot of races, I understand. <laughs> just, yeah. I just said, you know what? I should just put like a recording and just hit a button every time yeah. because he's old. We mention him every week. Yeah, well, he had another option to drive in this race tonight, but he chose ideal perfection. So I think there's lots to like with uh, this horse, uh, especially the six to one morning line with James Mack on it. That's I don't a know, great price. I don't know whether we'll get it at post time, but let's hope, fingers crossed. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 11, number six, Ideal Perception. And Larry, a special order, our buddy Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing. As always, goodbye and thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, which is released recently, email Larry Simpson at theponies 247 experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate to the cause. Stick around 105.9 The Region all weekend long. The legend Ann Robert is up next with the feed, York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back here Monday morning. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Please take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.